Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 25th day of July. I am Paul White. It's a brand new week, and it is Monday. I hope that you are bringing the month of July to a conclusion this week with the favor of God all over your life. Whatever is going on in you, I'm praying for you today, trusting the Father has everything in His control in your life guiding you through what might be a storm in this season, what might be an issue, what might be a problem, but speaking to you, speaking through you, being with you. Pray favor into your life. Thank God for each of you. Thank you for those of you who reach out to us. Thank you for those of you who help support us, who pray for us. It does not go unnoticed. We are not unthankful. We are thanking God for you constantly and behind the scenes. And when we get to see you in person and we do get to see Many of you in our travels, I always try to say thank you for your patronage and your support. And uh, let's get going today. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, therefore, we told you we turn into Paul's therefore, and the therefore is the fact that he's preaching the gospel, suffering trouble as an evildoer. It's got him thrown into prison. He trusts that the word of God is not actually chained. And in verse 10 of 2 Timothy 2, therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, a phrase that really is a better translation for the sake of the chosen ones, for the sake, that would be like saying, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for all of you who are in Christ. This is part of what I'm doing is for your sake, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. And we are not to take in any way that Paul means I'm doing this so you go to heaven but I think it really has to do with the wholeness of salvation. We, we tend to think of salvation as almost as a ticket to glory kind of thing. But we should think of salvation in terms of soterio, the Greek for it. And that's all-encompassing. That's the, the peace and the health and the wholeness and the life that comes through salvation. That salvation is not just some spiritual decision that you've made that takes you from destined for hell to to destined for heaven, but rather begins to, I said begins to, because it isn't an all, it isn't an all at once or an all encompassing thing, but it begins to infiltrate your life with the kingdom of God. The kingdom begins to permeate your consciousness, the way you think, the way you talk, the way you respond This one might be the most important. The way you love. It starts to take on the qualities and the characteristics of your new citizenship. You've been rebirthed, reborn, recreated into a new world. While you are still in this world, you are a part of this system and you are a citizen of a city or a state or a country. You speak a certain language. You have uh, your own passions, hopes, dreams, uh, faults and failures, you, uh, you bring all of that to the table all of the time. But salvation is the absolute permeation of the kingdom of heaven into those other areas to where those other areas begin to be what you were and who Christ is and what the kingdom brings begins to be what you are. So when Paul says, I really am doing this so that you may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory, It's kind of, to me, it's kind of like praying this. Look, I'm going through all that I'm going through so that you can have the full life of God in you on the earth. Uh, I like to say it this way. 
I live the life that I live so that my kids can have something maybe I didn't have. That's something we're very, we're very accustomed to saying in our culture. I want to live in a way, I want to make X amount of money or put back things or start a college fund or make provision or open doors of opportunity that I didn't have so that my offspring can do X, Y, Z. Um, and that's honorable and noble and where you can do that, great. It seems to me to be what Paul is saying in verse 10, I'm doing what I'm doing so that you may obtain the salvation that I'm preaching about. And what did he mean by that? Well, we don't really know, but it it feels like to me he might mean something like this. I'm going through all of this so that you don't have to. You know, someone has to suffer at the top of this thing. Someone's going to suffer in the beginning stages of this so I'll be that one. And, and I don't know, I think there's pretty heavy evidence in the way Paul wrote in his ministry that early in his ministry, he thought he was living at the literal end. Like, and I mean, definitely thought at the end of the age, but he even gives some indication that he thinks, man, what, whatever's coming, this end, of, this end of the age event is so big Life as you know it isn't going to be the same again. And you get some of that in his early writings, like his Thessalonica letter. Then as Paul gets older, he calms down on that stuff. You don't hear Paul talking about the end as much. He starts to talk about his own end, his own death. That's this Second Timothy letter. And you start to see a little bit of a change of tone. I think the Paul of Second Timothy starts to write these things things like what we just read, like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm doing it for your sake so that you can have what I, what what maybe it took me years to come into the fullness of. I'll suffer, but it helps me to know that it's not going to take you years to come into the fullness of it. You guys are going to walk right into this. I had to pay a price. You walk into the fullness of it. That's great. And we, it's impossible for us to know what Paul thought was around the corner, say, in the second century, or if he could have even fathomed that we would be here literally 2,000 years later on the other side of the globe, speaking a language he had never heard. Um, There's no way he could have understood the technology or whatever, but to even think whether we would still be on the earth in this way, um, whether he did or not, we don't know. But what we do know is that he believed in the message of the gospel as access into the life of God. And that's what he laid his life down for. And I think that regardless of time, culture, space, what you think is coming up, what you think is going on, the greatest expression of living is to live in a way that you make it better for someone who's watching you, whether it's your kids or it's your Timothy, this young man who is watching your life. And Paul knows that. And so whatever theology you bring to the table today, whatever you think's around the corner, whatever, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's not that important for purposes of understanding the following. Someone's watching you. So live like it. 
so that when they watch you love, they see the expression of love. When they watch you respond, they see an expression of Jesus in your response. That's, I think, what Paul is saying for all of us. We get into a passage in the next couple of days that's one of my favorites from 2 Timothy. We'll start it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.